Hello, everyone. Before I begin this podcast episode with my beautiful friend and coach, Chloe Corcoran, I wanted to jump on and introduce a new topic and new theme to the liberated soul and that is the awareness monthly spotlight so what this spotlight is is my chance to bring some awareness to a particular organization that i feel really aligned with that month so for march uh, mental health is going to be a really big emphasis i wanted to create a vulnerable and open conversation around mental health through my podcast but also wanted to support in other ways so i thought It would be really beautiful to introduce an organization that I could donate some of my profits from the business to at the end of every single month. And if you feel called to donate as well, the link will be in my bio to the monthly spotlight. And this month's spotlight is Beyond Blue. And Beyond Blue is one of the most popular mental health organizations in Australia that deals with a lot of mental health issues and has really a wide range of resources. It's a nonprofit organization and really aims to help reduce social stigma around things like depression and anxiety. So I felt like this was a really beautiful organization to support for the month of March. I have popped their donation link in my bio on the Liberated Soul if you feel called to donate some money to help with their resources and to help um, people that are really struggling with mental health. As always, if you need any further support i always recommend to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist Um, lifeline is also a really beautiful alternative if you're seeking some support as well as this beautiful organization of beyond blue so before we were dived into this episode where we do touch on themes of mental health i wanted to quickly introduce the monthly spotlight of beyond blue so thank you so much and I really hope you love the episode. We do talk about themes of depression and healing. So if that might be triggering for you, um, I would recommend perhaps maybe not listening. We don't dive into it into a lot of depth, but we do touch on themes of mental health and being in a dark place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Liberated Soul podcast. My name is Sarah Lefley, and I am your host for this podcast. And welcome to season two. If you've listened to the previous episode, you know that we've had a rebrand, we've had a shift, and the way that I will be delivering this content is very different to how I delivered season one. So season two has a theme, and it is talking about failure and fear of failure and kind of rewriting the narrative around that. So I've invited a very special guest on today. She was my mindset coach. She is such an icon and I worked with her for, I want to say three months, one-to-one and also in a group container. So we know each other by now and she's seen some of the biggest shifts that I've gone through in the business. So I thought, what what better way to introduce season two than inviting her on? So the beautiful Chloe Corcoran is here with me today. Hello, Chloe. Hello, Sarah. And hello, everyone listening. I'm so excited to have you on today. So how about for those that don't know you or, you know, for those that do know you, anyways, introduce yourself. Tell us about you. Tell us about your business. We want to hear it all. Oh, well, it's such a simple question in theory, but because I'm so multi-passionate and multifaceted and ever-changing, this question is so difficult for me every time I need to answer it. But I guess to try and sum me up, I am a manifestation coach. I am a content creator online. I, my real purpose and passion is to share spiritual healing related slash manifestation related content. And also I find, I've found that I've definitely shifted into more influencing and sort of sharing just like my real life online as well with people rather than just manifesting content um because I feel like it's more my content is more about healing than creating Mm -hmm. um I guess it depends on the season of my life that I'm in and whether I'm more leaning towards healing or co-creating so right now there's definitely a shift into creation um but that's after a really long period of 
of healing work. So I feel like that kind of sums me up. I'm a podcast host myself. I am the biggest fan of the color pink and gnocchi and just like life's simple pleasures. I love that. And I feel like that definitely sums you up in this whole like dichotomy and duality between healing and co-creation is something that we're going to probably dive into because I think naturally, as I've said, the theme is failure, fear of failure, rewriting the narrative around it. And, you know, as business owners, we fail a lot and it's not failure in the way that people perceive it. It's like shifting direction. It's changing. Like me kind of aligning myself with my rebrand, for example, understanding that I wasn't passionate and that I had lost that fire beneath me, people would view that as a failure. Oh, you failed in your business. You failed at your passion when really it was more so listening to that intuition and it was realigning with what I am passionate about and finding that new purpose for myself. And I think that's what kind of started this new season for me is because I was like, well, have I failed? is this failure? Is this what this failure means? Because I was talking with a lot of my clients and this fear keeps popping up in everyone's narratives and everyone's ego narratives naturally. So I wanted to invite you on to help rewrite this narrative. I want to hear your perspective on it. Um, Times where perhaps maybe you feel like you've failed and what you've learned from that. Because I, I guess what we're trying to shift here is that failure isn't bad. Um, failure is actually to me a necessity in business um, mm-hmm. because without failure I wouldn't be where I am today so mm-hmm. I'll kind of hand it over to you I want to hear what failure means to you and I guess maybe perhaps even a recent time where you felt like you had failed mm-hmm. love this and I love the topic of failure because yeah I do definitely believe I fail at something every single day mm-hmm. I want to live a life where I strive to set ambitious goals, ambitious dreams. And, you know, I have such a huge vision for my life that I cannot possibly settle for anything less. And so in my pursuit of that life, I'm going to be failing at something every day, whether it's failing to get my to-do list complete or failing to, you know, make my bed in the morning or failing to drink three liters of water that day. Like I'm always setting goals and targets for myself. And some days and some weeks and some months I achieve and excel what I've, what goal I've set and others I don't. And I feel like for me, failure is everywhere I look. Like I said, it's in every single day because you can look at something, for example, a broken relationship, a job you've left, a degree you've quit and think that's failure. But I look at those milestones in my life of when I left a six-year relationship, I left my law degree after two years, I quit my job as a paralegal and so many people looked at those things and saw those actions as failures. But to me, that was that was a win. That was me leaving behind what didn't align with me and didn't serve me anymore so that I could step towards a greater life that was actually aligned with who I am. So I feel like just the stigma of failure to me makes no sense because if you're going to strive to create something great and incredible and especially something like monumental, something life-changing, something never been seen before, you're not going to get that on the first go. It just doesn't work that way for anything. So yeah, I think for me, when I think of recent times in my life when I failed, it's like almost too many for me to even count. In my business, in friendships, I fail as a friend sometimes. Um, a few weeks ago, actually, I went to this event called Cold and Conscious in Melbourne, mm. where we basically get in ice baths and we do uh, some breath work. We do eye gazing with a stranger. There's cacao. It's such a beautiful event and it happens every week and it's run by my previous coach, Carlo. And a few weeks ago, I went to cold and conscious with the intention of, you know, having a good day. I went with my two best friends and it's usually a very healing experience unless it turns out the way it did that day, which Mm -hmm. was kind of, 
avalanche related. It's the kind of the best way I can describe it in that I went there and I had such a deep trauma release and a, a, I'd say overall I had a pretty negative experience. I, you know, had, I broke down into tears twice and, you know, I, I felt, and I needed that just Mm -hmm. to preface, like I definitely needed that. And, And I had actually been trying to get myself to cry a few days before that. Um, cause I knew it was like sitting in my body. So I was like listening to Taylor Swift and trying to get it out, but it wasn't coming. So I finally allowed myself the space to let out, you know, these tears. And so it's a Sunday morning and I'm crying in front of, you know, 80, hundred people on the beach. So some people would look at that and think, oh my God, this girl is a complete mess. Like she's a failure, but then it kind of got worse the three weeks after that because then I I had to face so much internal stuff in the ice mm-hmm. and in the breath work that for the three weeks after that day, I couldn't even message back my own best friends. I couldn't call them. I just didn't want to, to talk to them. I, I didn't have anything to say to anybody um, unless I had to talk to them kind of thing. And, you know, it, it was a overall like now I'm out of it and I feel really good and I'm really glad that I got to process the things that I had to process but you could easily look at that and think oh my god like what a failure in those three weeks I had so many intentions of things that I wanted to do in my business creating content putting out podcast episodes that just did not get done because I I had this thing that happened that was completely you know out of my control and yes the way you respond to things is in your control so I potentially could have responded better but I responded with the the best way I could at the time with what I had yeah and I think that's so important to mention that you can always control how you react but your reaction is the best that you can do in that moment and always upon reflection you know we can see perhaps how we could have shifted or how we could have done something better, but it's not really about that. It's what, you know, what's the best thing I could do for myself in that moment. And to have that kind of response in front of so many people, um, I guess my next Mm -hmm. question to you, because this is something that I definitely feel as a business Mm -hmm. owner and we're essentially public figures in our business. Mm -hmm. So how do you, yeah. So like, I think something that I've been working through recently is, knowing it's okay to be human within my public figure, particularly now that I'm back at university. I haven't been there for a whole semester. I'm kind of feeling like the new person again. And I have this real anxiety and almost nervousness about people recognizing me like Mm. from my business now and thinking like, oh, how is she running a business and going to uni? Like, has she failed her business? Is that why she's trying to get a degree? And like these kind of Mm. narratives, obviously ego related are kind of really consuming me. So Mm. I guess my question to you is like, how do you feel as a public figure and having these moments of vulnerability around others? It is definitely one of the most challenging things I've ever Mm -hmm. experienced to say the least. And that really manifested for me in April last year and May last year, when I just had been all of a sudden overwhelmed with with all of these negative emotions and sadness and fear and loneliness after I had reached and achieved all of my goals. And I had, you know, reached 40,000 followers on TikTok and made all this money. And I had, you know, 80 people in my course But at the end of the day, I had never felt worse about myself personally. Mm -hmm. And that obviously led to a a huge spiral. Uh, And it was the first spiral that I had where there were actually like people watching. Um, And I, because there was all of a sudden 40,000 people wanting to know where my daily vlog is and what I'm, what I'm doing in my 5am club routine. And I didn't feel equipped to handle that pressure. I didn't care about, you know, any expectations people had of me. So I feel like in your circumstance, especially like what I hear, if I was to see someone who I know is running a business as a public figure, but is also getting an education at university, I I instantly think like, what a fucking girl boss. Like (laughs) when I say girl boss, it's like satire, by the way, girl boss is like, I actually really hate that word, but (laughs) it's like, we're reclaiming it. 
Um, yeah. But I would look at you and just be so impressed by how much you're doing and how how incredible you are. So, mm-hmm. and I, that, that it's like, what what can't she do? She can do anything. <laughs> so I feel like in terms of being a public figure and sharing your vulnerabilities and being human online, it's one of the most difficult things you can do because people, for some reason, feel very entitled to an opinion about your life and about what you're doing um, and feel very comfortable just leaving those comments out in the open, especially if it's on something like TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, I don't know, sharing what you feel comfortable sharing, but also it's like, for me, why am I on social media? I'm on social media to help people to be a positive account a positive influence like the messages I received from people saying you know oh my god like I'm so glad you're back on on stories like I'm so happy to see your face on my feed again like when I start to share and open up about why I've been say off Instagram for a month or three weeks or whatever and being um met with love and support definitely helps me and encourages me to share and be vulnerable because I know that the people in my my Instagram community, especially like, they're like my friends. They love me. They support me. They want to see me do well. So I feel Mm -hmm. like when I'm posting my vulnerabilities, it's only for that intention of like, this is going to resonate with someone. This is going to help someone in some way. This is going to help someone to feel less alone. Um, it's, it's more about just like knowing why you're doing it rather than like, for example, um, if you're going through a breakup or something and you're just posting about, you know, you're just crying on your, in your Instagram stories, like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sad. It's like, there's a difference between that, just like sort of sharing your raw emotion and turning that raw emotion into a lesson, into a tool, into a technique, into something to help people or just to help people feel less alone. It's kind of my main thing. It's just like, yeah, I'm really happy most of the time I'm really confident most of the time I'm really all these positive powerful things most of the time but when I'm not that's normal if I'm feeling sad I'm feeling lazy I'm feeling anxious I'm feeling ugly I'm feeling whatever that's just a normal a normal thing that happens to everyone and it's a weird misconception I actually met someone at a party a few weeks ago and they asked me what I do. And I said, I'm a manifestation coach. And his first question to me was, do you find it difficult to, you know, be happy all the time and like, and, and share happy things all the time. And I was like, well, I don't do that. Like that wouldn't be real. Mm. If I just pretended like life is happy 24 seven, that that's not what my account is about because the whole reason why I am happy is because I used to be depressed that's why I'm so happy now because I'm not the way I used to be, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, but it makes sense to me that it's like, okay, well, I used to be in this negative dark place and I'm not there anymore. So I'm mm-hmm. just grateful for every day. I'm not in that. Yeah. And I think um, this concept of vulnerability, I feel like is so intertwined with failure because mm-hmm. it's like as a public figure, if you run a business or even just like, if you struggle to be vulnerable with others, it's like the minute that we're vulnerable, the minute that we're like, Hey, I'm kind of struggling here. It feels like we failed because, you know, it's this narrative that we have to always be good with others. And that's where mental health is just so important to raise awareness about, to talk about and have this open conversation. And that really is the intention behind the rebrand of the podcast is to raise this yeah. awareness about mental health. And, yeah. you know, if you were physically sick, you would go to a doctor. So like, you know, if you're mentally unwell, there is so much support that you can get out there. That is, you know, whether it is a Western medicine practice or whether it is a holistic practice, you know, there are so many different avenues that we can go down. And I think vulnerability in business, particularly this is, going to be directly for people that are a service-based business working Mm. with clients when Mm. we have this vulnerability when we've got something really going on in our internal Mm. world and knowing when to set boundaries for that knowing when to reschedule a call or knowing when to take a step back that for me navigating that journey has been really Mm. difficult because 
you know, over the last, I want to say maybe month or two, I felt myself, you know, I used to struggle quite badly with depression and PTSD just from my medical background and history. And I've come such a long way since then. Like, like you said, I really resonated when you said, you know, I'm not in that place anymore. So, and that's the same, like, I'm not in that place. That place was dark. That place was in bed 24 seven. That place was no socializing. It was just like, you know, what's the point of living kind of essentially. Um, And now, you know, I've come out of that, but doesn't mean that we don't have those moments, weeks, perhaps months where we kind of question everything. And that's something that I went through, you know, not that long ago, I was listening to these, I was essentially just like playing in victimhood and I went through this. Oh, it's easy to slip into. And it's so almost natural as well. Like I think your ego wants that. Oh yeah. Our ego, that's, the human psyche is meant to kind of drift into that negative atmosphere. And the reason why I wanted to open up this conversation because we're both coaches, it's almost like, you know, remove us from the pedestal because we're human. Take me off. Take me off. Baby. I I never asked to be on a pedestal. (laughs) I never, I've never posted anything that made that uh, look. Okay. I would like to think I've never posted anything that would signify to anyone you should put me on a pedestal because I'm way better than you get me off get me off that pedestal messy yeah like this is the thing and this is the thing about being a public figure and like a growing public figure like because people recognize me Mm -hmm. from TikTok pretty regularly and I'm just like guys something you need to understand about me is like I'm never going to be and I don't want to be an aesthetic influencer with like a perfect life Mm -hmm. and like a perfect relationship and a perfect clean home all the time and like perfect everything like no no like let me be out in public because I go out in public in two moods one mood is I could run into anyone ever and know it's all good or I'm going out assuming like you don't know me no one no one I know is going to see me today mm-hmm. and I feel like I should be able to just pick and choose whenever I want if I want to go out looking like no one knows me just just go with it just go with it I don't want people to like <laughs> people take like videos and stuff I'm uh... like yeah I'd be like no yeah. don't I oh, no. every time I every time I not leave the, the house I'm like <laughs> not from the right side guys not from this no, side of seriously. my face seriously I'm like can we get my good side please yeah if you're gonna take a video let's get the right side but it's this humanness that we're trying to embrace it's like remove us from the yeah. pedestal put us next to you you know yeah we're the exactly. same as you we're the same exactly we just have done so much work around self-development and awareness that we have learned to move through this shit instead of sitting in it and dwelling in it. Yeah. And I would even argue like for me personally, like I don't know more than you. I'm just tapped. I'm just tapped into my own, my Mm -hmm. own connection with my own universe. Cause I run my world. You run your own reality. I run my own reality. I haven't got everything figured out, but if there's one thing that I have mastered, it's my connection to my universe and knowing that if I want something, I can have it because that's how life is literally set up and designed. And like, that's why I can create the business of my dreams, create the life of my dreams, not settle, go for these things that, mm-hmm. you know, when we're talking about fear, like the things on my vision board or, or are going to be on my vision board, like they're, they should terrify you. They should scare yep. you. You should be scared. If you're not scared, you don't care. Like seriously, that's if if you're if you're thinking, oh, I have this really big dream, whatever it is. I'm not even gonna insert an, a dream here because it's there's so many. You have this dream. What is stopping you from from receiving that dream? Whatever mm-hmm. your fear is, insert the fear here, and we can obviously rewrite those, but there's besides fear that's it that's the only thing standing in your way 
And why is it there to keep you safe? Is it actually keeping you safe? Not really. Like, not really. From what? Yeah. Keeping you safe from not receiving your dreams. Like, it just, I don't know. It, there should be fear because that's normal. But then you just have to feel the fear and, like, fucking go. Go through it. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Yeah. And that's right. Like the only difference is it's like it's not that we know more. Like we all know the same. It's about how we tap into our power. It's how we tap into our separate universal entity. And that's all energetics. And that's where the awareness comes in. And that's how we move through shit because we've Mm -hmm. tapped into that entity. And that's the thing that people are scared of. That's what we fear because it's this awareness of like your shadows and no one, everyone's always like, oh, shadow work's so scary. Let's let's get rid of that narrative, okay? Shadow work is not scary. It's so fucking powerful. And it's healing because you understand why you are the way that you are. You understand Mm -hmm. what projections are and you get this awareness about when people are projecting onto you. So instead of like taking on that energy, you're like, oh, they're obviously projecting because they might have this insecurity and that's so separate to me. But without Mm -hmm. kind of tapping into that intuitive voice and that entity that we have, we don't have that awareness about others. And that's when we start to really outsource our power and seek this validation from others. And, you know, this all is so intrinsically linked to failure, to fear, because it's like fear of the unknown. What if I fail, you know, and to bring it back into a little bit of a business context, um, because I feel like I would love to chat with this about, and and it's about launches. (laughs) And, you know, I, as you do as well, I work with a lot of um, aspiring coaches and businesswomen and, you know, a lot of people that want to step really authentically into their power. And, you know, I think people have this sometimes this misconception that, you know, we just don't fail launches or we just don't fail <laughs> particular things. And it's like, baby, oh, goodness. They so have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea. So let's kind of open up this conversation around fear of failure around launches and offerings. Cause you know, I still fear that I'm going through a thing right now where I'm noticing that my prices are no longer energetically aligned, which I was talking to you about. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. there's this, I need to change this. I'm being called to stop playing small. It's essentially like this um, download that I had yesterday was that I'm playing too small and I'm playing too safe. So, you know, this fear of failure for me is popping up literally today. Like as I'm speaking, as we're recording this podcast episode, this narrative of like, but if I increase my price, no one will sign up. Or if I do this, Mm. you know, and this is something that I'm literally going through right now. And I'm my ego, she ain't winning, but you know, Mm. she's present right now. She's like protecting me because she's like, but you're working with X amount of people right now and they're signing up at this price. So this narrative is always running Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important to rewrite it. So I want to hear about your experience with launches, offerings and failure and the kind of ego narratives that pop up for you. Oh my gosh. We, I could talk for hours about (laughs) honestly, just the anxiety I've experienced about sharing offers and launches Mm -hmm. and just over the past, you know, two years that I've been coaching mm-hmm. so the one that like really sticks out to me and I wrote an article about this as well because it really it it was one of my biggest launch lessons ever and something I've learned from still to this day I take notes from it but I launched out of fear and scarcity and desperation Ooh. and it was just after I quit my yeah it was just after I quit my job as well So this was my first launch after quitting my job. So there was just so much pressure on it. Like there wasn't really, but there was in my mind. Like I was like, this has to work. Like this has to be successful. Otherwise my whole business is going to be failing. And, you know, I'm I'm never going to be able to like actually run this business. I'm going to have Mm -hmm. to go and find another job or beg for my old job back. Like all these different fears Mm -hmm. that were coming up. No one's going to sign up, blah, blah, blah. And... 
the day I launched, the day I, I posted about this course, which I really believed in wholeheartedly, by the way. So it was something I truly believed in, but it was just covered in doubt and fear and desperation and anxiety. Yep. Um, and so I put it out there. Someone signed up straight away. Like that day we got on a discovery call. She signed up, she paid in full. She was so excited about it. No one signed up after that mm. at all. Wow. In the three weeks, I had three weeks between that day and the first day. And after, and because I started to psych myself out, I, started to, I didn't post yep. so much about it. I, did, I had no belief in it. I was so scared that mm. no one was going to sign up. And I was so embarrassed. And I felt like I had failed. I was like, oh my God, like people are going to know, like I failed at this. It's so embarrassing. And uh, I, you know, I still went ahead and I ran that course with that one person um, because that that's really all I could do to show the universe, like, I'm ready for this. I'm serious. I'm actually ready to do this. But then when it came to launching the time after that, I was like, okay, well, look, last time clearly didn't go well. Last time it was absolutely trashed. Why? What did I do? And then I, I would go back and I realized I had no fun with my creating the course or the marketing or at any part of the, the creation process. There was no fun involved. It was all stress and fear. And the whole thing was like, you know, I need to make money. Like, cause I was so, I had to pay rent. Like I'm fucking had to pay my bills. Like I, mm-hmm. that, that's how money works. You fucking need money. And so after that, when I created my next course, I took money out of my, my mind completely and I created the course that that I needed, that I knew other people needed. Um, and I had so much fun with it. Like I made sure the, the creation part was fun. The filming was fun. The editing was fun. Every part was fun. Like I made sure it was like really creative process. I shared a lot of behind the scenes with people about different creative things. And, uh, you know, I got creative with the makeup looks and the outfits and, and all that kind of stuff. Like that was really important to me was I want to make sure I'm having such a good time while I create this and while I'm launching it, while I'm getting on discovery calls with people, like I want the whole thing to feel like fucking fun. Mm. So I think that was the biggest thing when it comes to like failing. It's like how I wouldn't now have this like amazing uh, perspective on creation and launching with fun and creativity if I didn't, in quotes, fail that launch where I only had one person sign up. So hence why I say, like, there is no such thing. I know it's so cliche, but there is no such thing as failure. Like, you try for something, you don't get it, but then you know how to tweak it and change something for next time. It's like, look at everything in fucking history that's actually incredible. The phones, the internet, electricity, cars, Like all that stuff, like that wasn't a one time attempt. (laughs) Like things take years and hundreds of prototypes or hundreds of, you know, like Harry Potter. How many times was Harry Potter like submitted to publishers and rejected? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's Harry fucking Potter. Like, need I say more? (laughs) And that's so important. And like, I guess to, um, talk about my own experience is something that I've mm-hmm. um, only recently went through and it's so very similar to what you were talking about and it's like if we don't fail then we can't shift and we can't identify mm-hmm. like what actually went wrong and it's like so important to understand when we are operating from scarcity from fear from oh, yeah. I need the money because I've been there done that um, and I probably yeah. you know still will be there and it's like this narrative that keeps repeating, but it's like you snap yourself out of it and it's this awareness of being like, okay, well, did I not sign any clients because I don't have a good enough offer or I'm not good at what I do or am I not signing clients because I need the money for my holiday or for my bills? And mm. the kind of thing that really resonates with me about failure recently is, um, well, I've been doing this business for seven months now. Um, five months of that has been full-time gig and Mm. you know the shift from going part-time was really fucking tough in terms of money and it was like Mm. all right shit's real now like I've got the rent Mm. I've got this I've got that I've got to make it work Mm. but to me the biggest piece of like failure I guess that I've experienced is the fact that I've been doing one-to-one since I literally started and identified Mm. as a mindset coach 
And I made the decision to take a step back from it. And that was such a hard, like, oh my gosh, the emotions around that was just so hard for me. Like it was just one day I realized I was like, this isn't it anymore. I was like this, I can't, I can't do this. This isn't sustainable. Um, and I was like, I need to take a step back. And I remember writing the message and I sent it to all my one-to-one clients. And I was like, you know, after March, no, nah, like this is it. Like a lot of them wanted to extend their containers. And it was this, I almost felt like I was letting them down because they were so happy with, you know, the progress and they loved, they were so happy that they found me. And it was like, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Essentially, I was like, I'm taking a step back. And you know, there was a time like full transparency where I was going to quit the business. Like I was ready mm-hmm. to refund everyone. I was ready to take a step back. I was ready to get a job as like a receptionist or like some casual job or work at a law firm. Like I was fully ready to take that step back. And it wasn't until I realized I was so much in my ego. Like I was just so mm-hmm. in fear because I was like, you're not passionate about what you were passionate about so what the fuck are you gonna do you know and when I sent that message out to my clients like hey see you later I had this full failure moment it was like Mm. you failed them you failed yourself you failed this business like Mm. what are you gonna do now huh like you're only known for your one-to-one so what are you gonna offer what you think your workshop tickets are gonna sustain you like this whole like thing I was really submerged in it like victim victimhood as I was just talking about previously Mm -hmm. and then I had this download um and if you don't know what a download is I'll explain it it's essentially like when you're you get this like intuitive hit and you just get this like Mm -hmm. this message to you about something Mm -hmm. so it usually happens when you're just like you know just kind of doing your daily activities and it's like something clicks it's like really sharp thought that you get And it was like, you need to do a group container, community, communities where it's at. And I remember just being like, okay. And I sat down and I wrote my entire group container in probably like 10 minutes. I knew the modules, I knew the name of it. And I was on a call with a client and I don't know why I felt called to tell this client. And I just said to her, Hey, I want to do a group container. It's called this. And these are the modules. What do you think of that? And she was like, sign me up right now. She was like, put me down now and getting that confirmation that hang on, like you're on, this is it. You're onto something here. I sold all of my spots within the next two days and I didn't even launch because I told my clients, I was like, this is the vibe. I'm not going very far. This is what I want to do. If you want to work with me, here it is. And, you know, everyone paid their deposits. I put maybe, I think one story up, a few people automatically replied. They were like, I'm in Mm -hmm. and now it's full it's full for round one and I will be doing a round two because this content is so aligned with my direction now and it was like if I didn't recognize that I didn't want to do one-to-one anymore if I didn't recognize how I felt like I had failed I would never have received the download for the group container I wouldn't be creating content that lights me up now like I know my direction now before um if anyone's kind of following the rebrand project you would know that I've done like a complete shift in aesthetics and content pillars and values and everything that is so fucking aligned with me. That just like lights me up because you know what I'm not doing. I'm not looking at what everyone else is doing anymore. I'm not looking at other coaches being like, well, if they're posting content like this then I need to do that, you know, because it's, it was the fear of being seen. It was the fear of failing in my true self because mm-hmm. no one does it like me so how can I compare it to someone else to be like oh well they failed at it so I shouldn't do that and that was yeah. probably the biggest leap that I've taken recently to kind of completely take ownership and just rewrite mm. this whole thing like if I fail then I fail and yeah. that's my exactly. lesson and it's just as simple as that um and yeah. that's just something that's really like resonated like with me so deeply recently is like mm. imagine if I wasn't honest with myself and was like mm. I'll just keep doing one-to-one because I need the money I wouldn't have a good experience my clients wouldn't have an experience because people can smell scarcity people smell it you know and oh, yeah I'd be doing my clients a disservice if I if I stayed yeah, in that 100%. arena and now that I can reflect now that I've taken ownership for that I can mm. see the energy leaks and I can see okay, this is why you've burnt out in that area. 
So when I do yeah. offer one-to-one again, which I am going to do, mm. I have so many boundaries in place, so many changes yeah. that yeah. I know it's not going to fail. And if it yeah. does, I can't wait to see what the lesson was. So, yeah, I was going to say, then it's another lesson after that. Like, it's just going to get even better. Yeah, and it just keeps, you know, adding up and adding up any kind of lesson that we experience. So, you know, fear of failure failure is normal failure I, yeah. I almost crave it now I'm like tell me what mm-hmm. I can learn tell me what I can learn from this experience you know yeah. I've learned that I've attracted people into my world into my arena that aren't aligned anymore mm. and that can seem like a failure you know yeah. but I'm not growing above anyone no one's growing above me we're growing out yeah that's 100%. the key difference and to embrace that growth is so okay and so normal to feel like oh okay they're not aligned with me anymore and the reason why I wanted to dedicate a whole season of to fear of failure is because it's time to rewrite this narrative and I thought you know you are an established businesswoman you know two years in the making baby but let's quickly touch on because you know we will wrap up the episode eventually I promise I want to touch on your little um stages that you were talking about at the beginning you know healing and Uh co-creation and how you kind of navigate those two stages and know it's okay to exist in both well that's the 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 job I guess of spirituality is to help me slash anyone else in this to believe it is okay to sit mm-hmm. in the healing. And especially when, you know, Instagram and, and TikTok is so full of do this morning routine, like do this and this and this and make sure you're doing mm-hmm. this. And I'm, I always post that stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not judging that stuff. That stuff is, if there is a need for that content. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that content is not super powerful and important. I'm just saying that I found it. There's no content that says like, it's okay if you can't get out of bed today. It's okay if, you know, you've re-reached the depression part of spiritual awakening and realizing that things don't align with you. So I think for me, I, it's been like a 13 month journey of probably more, but I would say like 13 months of accepting when you're in healing, it's okay to just be in healing. Like it's okay Mm -hmm. to take time with things that you thought you'd be over quicker and you thought you'd, you would have moved on from already. Like there's just so many layers to healing and to growth that putting expectations on yourself it it's dangerous I think that's the that's the first thing is like for me for example like if I think back to last year 2021 of failures like during the lockdowns I failed to create any kind of content because most days I failed to find a reason to even get out of bed because mm-hmm. I was locked in my apartment for months with n- nothing and no one really. Like I, I didn't have any real direction of what I want to do from that point because I'd all of a sudden reached all my goals and didn't have a passion. Like you said, like that, that passion that you lose for, for what you're creating, like that can happen just as easily when you receive everything you wanted. And then all of a sudden you don't give a shit about it anymore because you realize external stuff isn't going to fulfill you anyway. So like that fear that you had of launching the podcast, of of growing your your social media, doing whatever, it's like it's one thing to have that fear of creating it, but it's a whole nother thing to receive it all and then realize you don't even really care about it that much because it's an external thing that you've put on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think the everyone cares about the creation part. Everyone cares about the manifesting part. That's what people want 
That's why people follow me. That's what they want to know about. They want to know how can I feel better? How can I get better? How can I create the life of my dreams, attract the partner of my dreams, have the home of my dreams? I can help you do all of that. But there is a huge part before that of healing that is dark and and real and raw and isolating and scary and all all these things but it's also really beautiful and essential and frustrating and it's just Mm -hmm. there's so many depths and layers to spiritual healing and spiritual growth that I'm still learning every day I'm still figuring out a, a new you know thing every day so I think it's if you fight being in healing you're never going to get to the co-creating and the manifesting. So I think that's kind of what what I've realized. And also I move recently how I've been getting out of um, the, the darkness, I guess a bit quicker is by focusing on the created, the creative part. So for example, right now, because I'm sort of signifying getting out of a really deep dark healing part, period of like you know what I said earlier when I went to cold and conscious that was and that was just sort of the tip of the iceberg of months of healing other stuff and so many other things that are happening all at once or because mm-hmm. you know everything always is um so to get out of that and to signify like a new way forward you know I've got my my new vision board so I started vision boarding two days ago I, I'm changing my external environments like my home I'm filling my home with uh, things that represent different things to me um, and really like looking to the future and, and creating like my higher self and, and really stepping into who I want to be and, and what I want to do and all of those kinds of things. So I think um, I had to just accept that for a few weeks and for a few months, I couldn't put into practice everything I wanted because it just wasn't possible for, for my, my body and my mind and my soul to all catch up at once. Like they all had to take their time to get to the, the part where, you know, I feel so good. I feel so energized. Like there's just, I guess it's, that's the whole part of healing. Like you can't know how long it's going to take to get over something and, and how it's going to happen and what perspective thing will need to happen. But yeah, I guess when it comes to like the, the polarity of the, the two, um, just like embracing like whatever part you are in. But obviously, if you, the more you focus on uh, attraction, being magnetic, co-creating, then the more like you're going to sort of get out of the healing part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think something really important to touch on with the healing aspect and stage is what we were talking about before about this inner knowing and this inner truth. Yeah. Like if you want to find your inner voice, your inner truth, that entity, that connection to spirit, to universe, you got to go through the healing because that's yeah. where the voice is the clearest. And that's where you really mm-hmm. start to establish, you know, how you can bring that inner truth and voice into the co-creation stage. And mm-hmm. you were always kind of going to have to slip in between the two because that's what makes us yeah, human. That's and that's just point. the nature yeah, of being human. And I think it's so important and such a beautiful way to kind of end the episode by talking about humanness because yeah. humanness is such an important aspect to failure. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to ask you about some parting wisdom or a quote or something that perhaps really resonates with you. And I feel like that whole like last part that you just went on was just so like, inspirational and just so like hit deep for me um but do you have any parting words that you would like to share about anything that we've spoken about I mean when you said quote there is a quote that does stand out to me from A Course in Miracles and it's um those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety I feel like that sums it up so well for sort of what we're talking about when it comes to the creating and the mm-hmm. also the healing is that knowing you know that the outcome that you know you're going to receive like say living in your dream home with your dream partner and you're living you have your dream car you're doing your dream job that dream life whatever that dream life in your mind like knowing that that 
is going to be your life at some point, even if it might not be your external reality today, means like you can just relax knowing that, you know, you're putting in the work to be that person to create those things, whatever that, that work looks like. And you can just, you can just know and just chill without anxiety, knowing it's already yours. There's nothing you can do to make it even more yours. It's already yours as it is. You just have to patiently receive and, and put in the work, I guess. So that's that's probably my, my parting quote because I love it so much. It's my favorite quote. I love that. And before we go as well, how about you do a little bit of promoting yourself? Come on, let's talk about you. If people are listening how can they work with you? Where can they find you? Give them all the dates. So Let's Be Naked is my podcast. Um, just because you said let's. So I just thought it was a good like let's. <laughs> good segue. Um, yeah, good segue. Uh, so yes, my podcast, Let's Be Naked, you can find on any and all streaming platforms. And my Instagram, The Manifesting Queen, Chloe, with dots in between the words is probably the best place to find me and usually you'll find all of my links in my bio which will help people to just go wherever they want to go and find all of the different things that I do awesome that's so amazing and so exciting and I will make sure to tag your um Instagram in the episode for everyone to watch it you can go check out um both of my socials soul lunar healing and the liberated soul podcast for any further information Thank you so much, Chloe, for taking the time today to jump on the podcast with me. It's been such a pleasure to have a little chat because, you know, I'm no longer one of your clients. So it's so (laughs) nice to um, see you and to have you on my podcast. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so blessed to be invited. Awesome. And thank you to everyone who has been listening to the episode. Please let us know what you thought. Send us a DM and we would love to hear some feedback. But what I'm really curious on is to hear your biggest takeaway about failure. Let me know what has resonated with you the most. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited for you all to hear this episode and I'm so excited for the rest of the season. I just can't wait. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.